I want to talk to a young lady, and she joins me on the on the phone. Uh, Ella Scanlon. Good afternoon, Tiana. Hello, how are you? How are you keeping today? Uh, I'm good. Okay, well, okay, just to give a little bit of background, you're 26 years of age, you're living with cystic fibrosis, and and how's life for you generally? How are you, how are you coping? Um, good. I, in recent months, I've become much more well thanks to, you know, these new wonder drugs that have been approved um, in Ireland. Obviously, mm-hmm. life wasn't always easy, but, like, to be perfectly honest with you, it is becoming easier. It's becoming a life that I... I am extremely happy to have, um, and I'm able to do, you know, what you do. <laughs> okay, so your visits to the hospital, I suppose, have reduced because of, we spoke last year, actually, in great detail, yeah, or can be, and um, what, which drug are you on at the moment? I'm actually on Simkevi, so it's the next one after the Orcambi. Okay, and of course we spoke last year about the government funding these because there was mm-hmm. a big argument whether the government would fund them or not, but they are, thankfully now, yes, uh, which is a good thing, and it makes your life so much easier. And yeah. I don't know why it wasn't done sooner. Uh, but look, it makes sure... And for people who don't understand CF and what it means yes. to somebody to live with CF, you know, in your day-to-day, you know, going about your business, how does it affect you or how does it manifest itself on a day-to-day basis? Um, like it would, it would differ from person to person, but for me, you know, little things like shortness of breath, you know, chest infections in the winter, especially this time of year, getting cold, leading you to, to be hospitalized with chest infections and inability to put on weight in some cases, um, physical activity can just be hard in general. And therefore, you know, things like getting a job might be a bit more difficult or, Mm-hmm. socializing with friends and like just overall having a good quality of life can be a little bit more like treacherous and have you had some bad times where you've ended up hospitalized for a period of time yeah. and yeah yeah I and mean, like and sometimes you know I, I kind of you have to just kind of put your head down and get on with it I would say like I might be in hospital twice or three times a year for two weeks at a time but you know before I was 18 <clears throat> that was like five or six times a year for two weeks at a time um so um, your your life kind of revolves around your illness in some way, yeah, I suppose, because yeah. you have to consider it and take it into consideration constantly all the time. You have a responsibility to your own illness, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, to a certain extent, we probably know no difference. So like I know when I was growing up, I kind of, you know, to me, everyone took the enzymes, like the tablets that I take with my food. And, you know, we know no difference. So therefore, you know, it's not a horrific life. You, you, you've grown up with it, and it's grown up with yeah. you, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, there is things. There is things that, for example, that when you guys hear, "Oh my God, she's in hospital for two or three weeks at a time, three or four times a year," like it is pretty. It is pretty mental. But as I said, with these new drugs, that is decreasing all the time for for a lot of us. And of course, we all know, you know, with cystic fibrosis, it can take people's lives at a very early age. Yeah. And, and and I'm sorry, I don't want to be morbid about it. And I, I know Ella that you have very good understanding of all this because you're 26 <laughs> yeah. years of age. Does that? How do you feel about that? Does that? Does it limit your life in some way that you're saying to yourself? And I know, and I'm going to get you to read out your letter in a few minutes. But you talk in your letter about you know falling in love, simple things that we <laughs> all take for granted: your career, yeah. falling in love, your future. Yeah. Do you think about your future or how do you think about your um, future? Yeah, all the time. And I think that can that can almost be detrimental in itself. And it's something that took me and my friends, um, like, you know, we talk amongst ourselves and I know we've all helped each other through 
you know, times that maybe we become obsessed with thinking about our future. And I think it took me about two years between the age of 21 and 23 um, of learning to kind of just put that aside mm-hmm. um, and just trying to live every day to the best that we could because... And be optimistic, I suppose. Exactly. Be optimistic and, you know, always be optimistic about what the future's going to hold because Ella, age 20, didn't know Sim Kevin or Camby was going to be... And make her and make her life easier, of course. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe easier. maybe in five or ten years' time, there'll be another wonder drug that will exactly. help that will help you live a long life. Yeah. Yeah. There's one that's coming out next year, uh, Tricaster, which has shown even you know more insane results than the Orcambi and the Simkevi. It's boosting lung function by fourteen percent. So, for example, I have a lung function of sixty-five. That will go up to seventy-six, which is like what I felt like when I was like fifteen, which is amazing. And it also decreases hospitalisation by 63%. And for people who don't understand cystic fibrosis, I mean, biologically, what's going on inside your body? I'm sure you have a very good understanding of it at this stage, but for people who don't understand it. I have a good good understanding of what it means for me. Like, I know, you know, people are affected differently, but basically our our CF uh, protein in our our body is is, is, defected, it's broken. And so that affects our digestive system and our primarily our lungs. It clogs up our our lungs with mucus, making it harder to breathe and like filling them up and causing chest infections, which are hard to budge. Um, and then obviously the same happens with the lung, with the sorry, with the stomach. Uh, mm-hmm. So our digestive system is affected, and it can also affect other organs. So, for example, I have diabetes as as a result of of my CF, and some people have liver disease, it's very broad how it can affect you, um, and it differs person to person, which would also make things like life expectancy and severity differ from person to person. So and very and what, to, is, what is the life expectancy? It's getting better, I know. It's but, getting better. Um, and you know what? Like I actually, I think I... I said recently, I, I posted something on Instagram saying that actually the life expectancy and people talking about it is becoming obsolete because of all these new drugs. But they do say around 30 okay. um, is the life expectancy. And that would have been a number that I focused on a lot. And does, it, does, that fright, does it frighten you, Ella? Yeah, it mm. would. And do you yeah, think about it much? Because I know most of us are hypochondriacs at the best of time. Uh, but do you think about it? Is it something that you have to kind of just dismiss from your mind, park it in the back of your head somewhere? Because otherwise it could consume you, I suppose. How, how, do, you, how do you live your life to the best you possibly can if you carry around that number in your head? Mm-hmm. You know, it just... And it's, it's something that I wish I could say to absolutely every parent and young 16-year-old who has CS never, ever, ever look at that number. Because, for example, people who are 16, 17 now who are looking at that number of 30, like that is actually just a false number because of the new medications coming out. Mm -hmm. If the lung functions are going to be improved by these new drugs by 15%, for example, and hospitalizations are going to decrease, life expectancy is going to increase. So we have these 16 and 17-year-olds now worrying about the number 30 and I worry about the number 30 now uh, especially being 26 Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just not going to be the number anymore 
I think I think it's like I suppose it's like everybody and people who don't even have CF. I mean, if we were all to con, I suppose to concentrate on the fact that the average person lives to be seventy-eight or eighty-two years of age, whatever it is, and we start focusing on that too much, we probably wouldn't bother doing anything. So we kind of have to. We kind of tend not to think about it. So for you, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a bit sooner. Yeah. So you just try to have to try not think about it. Yeah. And for me, I would much rather talk about the the amazing things that we now can do because of that number increasing and because of these drugs. Um, I think, you know, it's when people talk about CF and even when I tell people I have CF, there is that like, oh God, you know, and actually I would love for the tide to turn on that and people to be like, oh my God, that's like, you look amazing even though you have CF. Okay, so you don't want people to feel sorry for you. You don't want sympathy. No, no. You want encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. and in relation to I suppose your your dreams and ambitions yeah. and all those kind of things, do you still you you say you park the number thirty? So what you're doing yeah. is living your life to the full. I mean, do you find that you're yeah. kind of do you try to overcompensate to to do more or try and squeeze more into your life very quickly? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably not. But I probably would put extra pressure on myself to do things that maybe I I couldn't. I maybe don't maybe go against what people with CF should be able to do. For example, I last year did a personal training course. Like someone with a lower lung function, it's like what you know. Like, and okay. I think we do put ourselves under pressure that way. But I also think that can be healthy, you know, in in good doses as long as you're not <laughs> as long as you're not overdoing it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> well, look. Speaking of living life to your foot to the full, you decided you wanted to go to Australia. Yeah. And how long are you planning on going for? Six months. Uh, yeah, six to six to eight months. Okay. Um, just to go see a part of the world because exactly that was a dream that I had parked because I just didn't see myself being well enough to do it. Um, and actually about two years ago, I did want to go and do it then. And I, I did. I just parked it because it just didn't seem like a feasible option. Okay, well, look, um, it's everybody's dream to want to travel the world. And, yeah. you know, I don't see your dreams being any different to anybody else's. But, of course, yeah. the problem that you have is that you need medication. Uh, and yeah. you also have to take into consideration that you have got CF. So, yeah. you know, and that's something that you have to put together and you have to plan quite well over that six-month yeah. period. So you thought, yeah. that should be easy enough to do. I'll, I'll figure this out. Look, I'm 26 years of age. I'm a big girl. I can figure this yeah. out. Um, uh, but it didn't turn out to be so easy. No. Um, and like I actually thought it was going to be even easier than I than anyone would have once thought because in, I not only did I yes yes I had to plan my medication but I was now more well so I needed less mm-hmm. medication I didn't need to be to be getting months and months prescriptions of antibiotics to be taking away or organizing making sure I had a hospital the moment I arrived because I would probably be admitted into hospital within my first month. Like, so it actually was easier because of certain drugs that I was planning to bring with me. Okay, so, so you thought that would be easy enough. Uh, I'll yeah. get a prescription and I'll take that much drugs with me that I'll need yeah. uh, for the trip, for the six-month trip, but they refused. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's quite complicated, but the, the story is with... The likes of Sim Kevy and or Camby, they are on a thing called a high tech prescription, meaning that they are more closely monitored than, for example, if someone's going in and getting their month's supply of vitamin D, uh, which I would also guess. So I've got okay. two different types of prescription. So a six month prescription, 
is one with all the vitamin D and my crayon tablets for when I eat, which are very, you know, basic medications. And the high-tech ones are the, I, you know, they are actually just the expensive ones, I call them as well. Yeah. They're the expensive ones, so Simkevin or Gambia are on there. So we were told that we could take three months' worth of that medication. And I just presumed then, while away, after three months, I would go to an Australian doctor present myself, show, my, show them that I am well, they would then tell you, my hospital... Give you another Ireland, three months, yeah. Well, yeah. No, see, they would have to tell Ireland, they would tell my doctor in Ireland that she's well enough, can you post over her on the prescription? And people, and that was what, that's like a newer rule. Two or three years ago, people that were well enough to go to Australia, they rang their parents and got their parents to ask the doctor for another three months, and they would post it over to them. So... And that was like, that was their high-tech prescriptions. And that's how easy it was to get them. Now, I don't know why that's changed. And the only thing I can think of that has not been clarified is because they're expensive. They don't particularly want to be given them out like willy-nilly. So, Yeah, they are very expensive, of course, these drugs. Yeah. That was the whole like, scandal last exactly. year that the government wouldn't exactly. pay for them. But, I mean, they are life-saving. And it's only money, realistically. It's only money. But they're life-saving. But also, in my opinion, if you've, given, if you've made the decision to give us this drug... We are eternally grateful. We have all been grateful. We have written letters of thanks, you know, every day, even just by us living, we're saying thanks. But you've made your decision to give it to us. So there shouldn't be terms and conditions attached, in my opinion. Okay, well, you, so well, you, de- you, de- you decided, well, I, I want to get to your letter. You decided to write yeah. a letter to Simon Harris, the Minister for Health, because mm-hmm. the situation you're in now is that you can't get the six-month prescription, which invariably yeah. means that you might mm-hmm. have to go for three months, come back, get a prescription again for three months, and go back again, which would be daft. Um, mm, so I can't even do that now. So the whole thing is that I can take my three-month prescription with me. Uh, I actually leave on next Monday. So I leave with my three months. Once I've taken those three months, because they are seeing it as a favour, giving me three months up front, I then personally have to present myself in my chemist every month on the month to sign for the prescription of those tablets. So I can't, I'm not going to fly back from Australia once a month. So what are you going to do? I'm coming off my medication. <laughs> You're taking a huge risk. A huge risk. And actually, what prompted me to write this letter was that I actually realised through talking to my friend Orla, who is in Australia at the moment, that actually coming off these medications in itself are detrimental. It's like the only um, idea I have in my head is like it's like having a petrol car and putting diesel in it. Coming off these medications. That you, that because yeah, because they build up in your system. It builds up in your system. Your, yeah, Your body relies on them. Your of body course. goes, oh my God. Like they were made... DCF modulating drugs were created so that our body would never have to be without them again, unless there was a medical reason as to why we were coming off them. If you're well on them, your body is never meant to be off them again. Okay, so, so let me get back to this letter. So you're in a situation yeah. now where they, they're demanding that you come back to Ireland once a month to, to sign for them. So you now have to go off this medication, yeah. which is a huge risk to your own life. Uh, yeah. Because you want to follow your dream. So you wrote a letter to Simon Harris. Can you read yeah. out the letter? I prefer, I have it here, but I'd prefer you to read it out because I think it would be better okay. listening. Uh, let me just take your time and take your time because I, I, I think it would be better to listen to you read it. Yeah, so I wrote this to him and um, I don't really know what I thought I was going to get from this as well, I think is a good disclaimer. I was just so obsessed by what occurred. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Um Simon Harris, my name is Ella Scanlon. I am 26, suffering with cystic fibrosis. 
I am writing this email with an extremely heavy heart after being subject to what I can only describe as an invasive discomfort created solely by the HSE that is happening to not only me, but other members of the CF community, and you may not even be aware of it, Minister Harris. Let me explain. I grew up thinking everything and anything was possible in life. Then when I turned around 15, that all came crumbling down as I learned the unfortunate reality of what having CF really meant. A lot of hospital admissions, absences from school, aches, pains, and further illness due to my CF. These growing pains, I slowly realized, were just life with CF. I came to terms with some, some harsh realities. I may not have a career. I may not travel like I once hoped, and I may not fall in love as it was not fair to inflict a life like this on others. Then Ora Camby and Simkevi arrived, and I'm sure you remember the joy of that day, Simon Harris, and, and the appreciation to you, the HSE, and everyone involved in making that decision. Things started to change. Hospital admissions decreased. I was no longer absent from work, nor spending days, days of the week in bed. Old dreams which I had locked away in a part of my brain were unlocked because there was nothing holding me back. I became more able than I'd ever been, which is the opposite of the natural progression of CF, as you know. So I grabbed life by the scruff of the neck and ran with it and let my dreams run too. I decided that the one dream that had always seemed impossible, yet always on my mind, could finally be brought to life. And that was to travel, to see a bit of the world, if only for a while. This is where the tides turn, Minister Harris. The HSE, as you may or may not know, have decided recently that we can only avail of three months high-tech prescription up front, and saying we can avail of it is not really true. Do you know the treacherous and mental torture people with high-tech prescriptions for Simkevi or Orokambi now are going through to get three months' worth of a life-saving medication we were told we could have, with no fine print that if we were ever to leave Ireland that we would have to leave it behind? Do you realise as a drug that made life possible has now become the drug that has the potential to stop me going after something and living life, or I have to stop taking it and, of course, then watch life slip away as all the harsh symptoms of a life with CF creep back in. Both options are extremely mentally difficult to imagine. Yes, we can request three months sim Kevy, which I did last week. <clears throat> in turn, I was subject to an inappropriate and invasive interrogation as to why I need the three months up front. I was then asked for a legitimate reason, and if that legitimate reason included education or occupation, I must supply a letter from my educational facility or company explaining why I was leaving the country. I fell silent. There are so many issues here, Simon, and the fact I have to point them out brings me to tears. What if it was for education? Maybe I don't want my CF being under the spotlight. And if it was for my job, I never remember a clause growing up saying, I must state I have CF <clears throat> to anyone, whether that be an educational or career facility. It is up to me and me alone who knows I have this disease and take the medication I take. Therefore, this letter is disgustingly inappropriate to even request. In my case, I'm going to Australia purely because Simkevi has given me the health to be able to do so. The HSE, after hearing my reasoning for my travel, requested a letter from my doctor stating I am well enough to leave the country. Again, whether I'm well enough or not for this trip, this cannot be used as a reason not to give me the medication. The HSE are playing God, and I feel completely and utterly imprisoned by the HSE at this time. It gets worse. If I decided to leave Ireland for longer, 
I have to make the painful decision to come off my very medication that has given me the ability to leave in the first place, leaving me open to multiple hospitalizations and physical pain due to CF symptoms creeping back halfway across the world um, because I've come off the drug that has put an end to it. Not because the drug has stopped working, because the HSE have decided to make a disgusting decision detrimental to CF sufferers' lives. I'm not turning my back on Ireland, Simon. I'm going on an extended holiday, six months to be exact. So how can Ireland turn its back on me? People say you don't have your, you can't have your cake and eat it too, but that should not be the case for a life-saving medication. You should be able to have your medication and live your life too. As I type this, the, the same lump in my throat appears that formed when I first realised that I was at stake of because of taking a decision. I'm going away for eight months, so myself and my partner feel we have lived a normal life so that before the CF progression makes life a little bit harder. I'm now being forced to either cut a very short dream in half and come home after just three months or come off medication that will keep me in good health until Tricaster is granted. Simon, this decision toys with my life in more ways than one. Unnecessarily stops me living out a small dream and extremely unnecessarily leaves me in irreversible bad health ahead of a breakthrough drug. If I come off Simkevi for six months, I could go into Tricaster with a lung function below 55 rather than the 73 I now hold. I'm actually crying as I write this. Please tell me how the HSC have the power to play God in such, to a, such an extreme degree. This is not a question of immigration, Simon. I'm going away for six months to experience the world like I'm sure you once did. I'm not asking for an infinite prescription. I think we have to be allowed to bring six or eight months prescription with us and maybe even have to check in with the CF centre while away. But right now I'm being treated like a prisoner by the very people who first gave me the freedom to dream of an adventure like this. I'm going to be coming off this life-saving medication once I run out in three months. Do you understand how anxiety-provoking that situation is? Suffering from bursts of anxiety and not excitement coming up to my departure date. Waking up from dreams of me becoming ill the day I stopped taking Simkevi while halfway across the world. I can't even come home after three months and avail of another three months prescription. HSC have decided three months up front has been granted and anything after must be signed for in person on a monthly basis. So after travelling... Just three months of my life-saving medication, not the entire six months I need. I'm welcome home to Ireland by, in layman's terms, a probation officer dressed up as a pharmacist. The HSE are toying with the health and the life of the CF patient who are only just starting to feel what a real life is, and I'm devastated by the insanity. I'm begging you to make this an emergency for me and my friends who are about to go see a small part of the world like others do so freely. Through hard work, blood, sweat and tears from yourself, the HSC and my CF community, we have these amazing drugs together and we are changing lives together. So, so soon after giving me life, Minister Harris, please, I beg you, do not allow them to take it away. I look forward to hearing from you. Regards, Ella Scanlon. I don't know what to say, but I think most people listening would uh, feel your pain, Ella and would absolutely empathise with the situation that you're in, that basically, although this is a wonderful occasion that we have these drugs that make your life somewhat normal, um, they've also imprisoned you in some sense, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you can't leave the country. 
and I, I don't see the reasoning for it. It doesn't really make a huge amount of sense. And I, I just hope, well, look, we're going to obviously send this out and I hope Simon Harris gets to see it. I know sometimes these get picked up by secretaries and end up in a filing cabinet somewhere. But I do hope that Simon Harris gets to see it and we're going to send it to a few other people too. When are you, when are you heading away on Monday, is it? Yeah, the 25th of November. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, look, I hope you have a wonderful time, Ella. You're an amazing person. And I think yeah. most people listening today would be very proud, very proud of you, the way you wrote that letter as well. I think it explains everything, really. And I really wish you luck. And I hope the tide turns before then. And I hope something is done for you so you can stay the full six months and you can live your life just like any normal person would if they went away. Thank you. And I really appreciate the being given the opportunity to have my voice heard. It's very difficult being a small voice about a small issue, small issue for... It's not a small issue. Don't play it down. It's (laughs) it's not a small issue. I mean, everybody in this country is just as important as the next person and your life is just as important as mine and everybody else's and your life to live freely, to live your life freely like everybody else is just as important if we can do it and we can do it. And this is the point. It's so possible. Absolutely. uh, it's a, some strange thing that's stopping them. It's so easily changed or fixed or, mm-hmm. you know, thought back over. And that's just what I urge the HSE to do. Um, uh, by the way, somebody says, uh, uh, we've just got, uh, Helena's just said in my ear, we've just got a response from the Minister of Health in relation to it. I'll give you that as soon as I get it. But uh, uh, somebody says here as well, hello, I'm listening to Ella at the moment on Al's show. It's a nightmare of a situation. I'm an accountant with CF working full-time, made only possible by Orcambi. Pharmacists recently refused to release prescriptions that were in the pharmacy as it wasn't 28 days since the last meds dispense. It was about 25 days. Had to take the next morning off work just to collect the meds. Crazy stuff altogether. Uh, thanks for talking about CF on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm just, I just wanted to tell you for a second because Helena is just trying to put together mm-hmm. some uh, response. I think that we've got from the Department of Health in relation to it. No person says that poor girl reading her letter would bring a, a tear to a stone. Please, God, Simon Harris can solve this for this girl. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Is just stay with me, Ella. I'm going to take a quick break. Right, I'm going to come back yeah. to you in a second. Okay. All right. Loads and loads of people, by the way, texting in about Ella's story, and Ella is still with us. Ella, I'm just looking at some of the texts coming in. Niall, somebody says, I'm saddened and angered listening to this. This woman is trapped and kept prisoner by the HSC and kept on a short leash who's trying to live her life or what's left of it. And yet, you have junkies handed out medications left, right and centre with no restrictions. What a joke. Nobody says, one word for listening to Ella. Wow. Ella, you're an inspiration. Do not stop fighting. You're a superstar and you brought a huge lump in my throat and a tear to my eye in the office. That comes in from Katie who's listening in Arcan, uh, I think it's Arkansas. And also somebody else rang in said their 15-year-old has CF and he would be willing to give you a month's supply of his medication if it helped you out at all. And which was really, really, really sad. Actually, it's very even difficult to think about that, even that somebody would be willing to do that to you. And the person is listening to Ella Scanlon here, heartbroken. I can't believe she has to consider coming off her meds. I understand her wanting to follow her dreams. I just pray she stays well. I lost my daughter in June this year to CF at the age of 16. I'd, uh, I would have loved to have her been well enough to travel. It's a cruel and relentless illness. Please, God, they find a cure very soon. I hope some someone sorts this out for her. That comes in from Karen. And look, I could go on and on and on and there's so many messages coming in but I have a message here from the HSC which is not very enlightening I'll be honest with you and uh, mm-hmm. a statement from the HSC uh, we are going to follow it up so please uh, don't be feel too negative about this response because it's a horrible yeah. response right I'm sure we've heard we've heard them, like, we've all got letters back from them when we've asked them ourselves the responses aren't um, 
Okay, well, don't, I wouldn't worry too much about it, but, but hopefully we get a, better, a more positive response. It just, I'm going to read it out anyway because they want us to read it out. It says, to our knowledge, we have not received rep, which I assume is representative, uh, from this individual. And I believe that this is, has been confirmed with the Minister's office. Please find below the position with regarding to the limitations of the prescriptions of Orcambi. Or I'm sure that they're obviously referring to the drug you're on as well. In 2017, yeah. Orcambi was approved uh, for reimbursement by the HSC, given the scope of this significant investment by the state in cystic fibrosis Treatment, a strong management and oversight program was introduced. A robust uh, reimbursement protocol was introduced for the expensive medicine, which we agreed uh, with the cystic fibrosis program, and it was circulated to all designated specialists and prescribing consultants. The protocol clearly states that patients must be ordinarily resident in Ireland to qualify for reimbursement of this medicine. In Ireland, medicines are available to persons who are ordinarily resident under the community healthcare system, including GMS, DPS, and LTI. Uh, in addition, the protocols. The person will be requested to attend their specialist CF centre. Yeah, I've heard. You've yeah. heard. You've heard it all before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no point in me reading any further. I mean, they they were supposed <laughs> to say the department has previously directed that a maximum of three months medicines can be supplied to patients who want to travel, which is absolutely outrageous. But they're suggesting there that they're not aware of your letter. Obviously, but, but this is what's funny is that actually it does, it doesn't matter if they're aware of my letter. They're aware of my friend's letters. Hmm. Um, why should I write to HSE requesting exactly what my friend Orla requested if she didn't get it? What, yeah. what, are they going to let me have it? No, they're not. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a completely... It doesn't matter if they receive my letter or not. It's a... It's an ongoing problem. Yes. Exactly. They're just, they're just trying to focus on what isn't the issue there. Well, look, hopefully we'll get a more positive response. As I said, there's been so much public response to what you're saying and, and to your letter. And we're, I could read you out, I could spend 20 minutes here reading out texts <laughs> of people who all support you, well and all wish you well, and all wish that you wouldn't go off your medication, by the way, as well, because obviously that's mm-hmm. a risk you're taking. Mm-hmm. You know, so I... It's a, it's, to be honest, it's a, it's a risk that, you know, if that Tim Kevy has, has led me to, has led me to take, you know, like okay. you can't. It's a hunger for life that we all now have. And oh, yeah, you follow your dream. After. You want to follow your dream, and, and yeah. absolutely, I'm behind you 100% of the way. But look, I know, as I say, you're heading away on the 25th, but look, we'll hopefully get back some response. Uh, we are sending out a press release on this as well, so hopefully we'll get some response back from Thank it, you. okay? And, and I wish you well, Ella, all right? And I wish you a wonderful future, all right? <laughs> Thank you very much. All bye. right. Thanks, Ella. Thanks. Bye. 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 There you go, Ella Scanlon. Um, what a very sad story that she just wants to follow her dream, but unfortunately... Uh, the government wants to keep her a prisoner in her own country to some extent, I suppose. Yeah, I know some of you are saying that she can go away for three months and come back, but would you want to do that if you want to follow your dream? She wants to just go for six months. What's the big deal? It's, that shouldn't be a problem. We've already said that we would allow people with CF to avail of this particular medication. Yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's being paid for by taxpayers. I understand that. But in saying that, it's keeping people alive, people in this country who are just as important as you and me. Everybody is equally important in this country. If there's medication to keep you alive, well, so be it. That's what we pay for. It's only bloody money, for God's sake.